You're listening to Informed, informal chats about theological topics to help us know and understand God together. Informed. Informed. Hi everyone, welcome to Informed. Simeon here and I'm talking today to Ruth Vansovich. Hi Ruth. Hello. And Matt Fell. Hello. And we are talking about creation and particularly Genesis 1 to 3 uh, with the big caveat that we're not saying everyone has to agree with us. Um, by any means but hopefully we can help to uh, help us get our heads around what's going on in those chapters. Um, Why have these chapters been so controversial and and Ruth different elements have been controversial at different times haven't they? Yes that's right Um, I think as people began to understand look at the geological record and various scientific things Uh, threw up questions about the age of the earth and actually those discussions as um, Matt has said um, in other discussions started or you know almost as soon as the bible was written because they were so countercultural. so there's conversations about Genesis 1 and the six days and then there's also questions about Genesis 2 and who we are made in the image of God which I think are what people are really focused on today uh, who we are and where we're going and then there's questions about chapter three which I think particularly Christians and particularly theologians are really digging into about the fall and sin and suffering. Mm. And I think when we come to um, try and get our heads around these chapters one of the things that can make us scratch our heads is that by the end of the book of Genesis we're reading what feels to our modern ears like a historical biographical account um, and we're not quite sure how how that that view of the text then applies to chapters one to three. How would you begin to tease that out, Matt? Mm, yeah, it's it's a that's a really important question because um, you know by the time we meet Abraham and his family, you know we are into the history of God's people, um, you know, and it clearly matters that they existed and walked around and had these interactions of God and whatnot. So, um, you know, does the same apply to Noah and the flood and, and these things? Well, I think it's important to bear in mind that in the ancient world, history was written in a different way to which it's written today. You know, when we write a history, we want to know about the material facts, the material causes of things. You know, what were the, the what was the economic situation which led to this situation? And, and you know, uh, what technology did they have? And all these material questions. In the ancient world, they wrote history uh, in a way which blended yes historical narrative but also with kind of philosophical and theological concerns uh kind of ethical examples um poetry liturgy all these things go into the mix in the the storytelling of the ancient world um and i think in the book of genesis you have different kind of flavors of that mix being emphasized more particular times Um, And so when you come to Abraham and his family, the emphasis is more on the human drama with more attention to, you know, the kind of daily life and things that were going on. Whereas before Abraham, you have much more big sweep of of early history with the emphasis really being on a kind of theological commentary on who 
this God is, the covenant God of the Israelites. Who is he? Well, he's he's the one who created all things. Um, and you kind of get uh, a kind of theological, satirical account of how various nations began in Genesis 6 and Babel and things like this. And so um, there's lots going on in this book. Uh, much of it is historical, but there's also other things, and we have to be attentive to how that's working out. Yeah. So so Genesis is there to tell us something about God before it's there to tell us anything about a timeline of history, which isn't to pit those two against each other. But Ruth, what what's what's the, the creation narrative telling us about God? It's telling us that God is powerful he created all by himself the whole trinity um was involved in creation um it's telling us that he created from nothing or there are other passages in the bible that would sort of bring forward or support that view um and um it's telling us that he made it for a purpose that um he made us in his image um it's telling us that there were no constraints on what he was doing um nothing limiting what he was doing and that creation is good did i miss anything out (laughs) matt when um when we come to think about genesis and how it may or may not be compatible with a theory of evolution um I, I guess the accounts around Adam and Eve are where where that gets particularly focused. Um, and Christians take different views on that. And, and it's possible to be a Christian, love the Bible, read Genesis 2 about the creation of Adam and Eve and hold to evolution as understood by modern science, right? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I, I think um, there are important theological questions that you have to think about and work through but yeah i do think it's it's possible to be a bible loving christian and to affirm an evolutionary history of human beings um i think the key things you have to remember are that like ruth said when god made human beings he made them with a purpose you know uh in genesis 1 god uh creates all other living things through the earth he says let the earth bring forth uh, which is a, a, a wonderful kind of <laughs> truncated account of evolutionary history. Um, but in Genesis 2, we see human beings being brought forth by, from the earth, like the other animals, but God stoops down to be involved in that process. You know, there's an intricate care given to the human being and the fashioning of us. Um, and so, you know, God creates us for a purpose. He makes us in his image to steward and rule over creation with him. Um, so you have to bear that in mind. You have to bear in mind that that relationship, you know, comes with expectations that Adam and Eve will walk in faithful obedience to God. Um, and that when they turn from that, there are consequences, including God handing them over to death. Um, and so any, you know, th- those are, crucial tenets of biblical theology and the gospel rests upon them you know (laughs) jesus came to restore our broken relationship with god you know to restore us to the dignity that god gave us and he came to defeat death that's why he has to die on a cross to to heal us from our predicament of dying and death and suffering um 
And so as long as you hold, the, they're the rocks in the bucket. Um, I think the evolutionary detail can fall in around that. Great. Well, um, for, for a much longer explanation from Matt on that and all sorts of other uh, fascinating chat, listen to the full length podcast. But for, for now, it's bye from me. And bye from me. Thank you, bye from me. You, and the, there's a sense in which, um, oh, I don't know what I was going to say there. I might edit that bit out.